Is it authentic? I'm not sure how to answer that. Is it happening in real time? Is it recorded, fabricated? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know. What do you know? My equipment registered an extremely high level of CMBR. That's... Relic radiation dating back to the Big Bang. Yeah. Entwined was a broadcast frequency, so I had your goons pick me up a sweet vintage TV, and when I plug this bad boy in, voila, sound and picture. Dinner is served. <laughs> so you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? It's a working theory. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Man, you come right out of a comic book. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. You will not die for me! It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerdist New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. The Hamburger Pimp, uh, with my co-host. Yeah, this is Eli, a.k.a. The Sleeper Who Has Awoken. There we go. <laughs> that must be a, a reference to us recording at midnight, but anyway. <laughs> but yeah, we're back with the episode, and we want to thank our sponsors. This this show is sponsored by Blockbuster. Uh, Reddit, guys, do your thing. <laughs> Yeah, so we're just going to jump into it. Like I said, it's not a whole lot to happen this week, but we're just going to just jump into it to see what we got. Uh, Eli, I know you're about to share the link, so I'm going to just hit some high points real quick. I uh, want to say rest right. in peace to Cicely Tyson. Yeah, because this just oh, happened, yes. what, like a couple days ago? Yesterday, something like that? It was like yeah. real quick when it happened. Because the funny thing about, uh, you know, the whole Cicely Tyson, you know, she was our Betty White. You know, we just thought she was going to live forever. She was like 96 or something like that. So then when it happened, we were like, oh, damn, it finally happened. That kind of, especially when Betty White uh, hit 99, you know, last week, you know, still going strong. Yes. So, so we were like, damn. So, yeah, rest in peace. Oh, matter of fact, Cicely Tyson, even though I trash Tyler Perry movies all the time, she did play in the one Tyler Perry movie I do like, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, which is pretty much every Tyler Perry movie he makes after that. But she was awesome in it. <laughs> and she was in Roots also. If you you were around in the seventies, you if you weren't in Roots, you need to get a new agent. So yeah, uh, so rest in peace to Sister Tice. Not to say not uh, last long on that. Also, rest in peace to Cloris Leishman. Oh yeah, and yeah. like I said, she's been a whole lot of stuff also. So, uh, Eli, do you know anything that she was in? Mary Tyler Moore. She's been on like oh shit, like. But wasn't she like in Beverly Hillbillies, the movie and shit? And she was in that. She played a uh, yeah. She played a lot of shit. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. since this is a nerd show, she also played in this Wonder Woman. Oh, she was the yeah. original Hippolyta. No shit. I yeah. did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I was watching the pilot because you know I was watching Wonder Woman, Linda Carter on DC Universe. You know, for research purposes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked up like, is that Cloris Leachman? Like, damn, okay. But, yeah. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace, everybody. Let's move on to the next one we got here. Oh, shit. Not to the bad news. The bad <laughs> anyway, news. yeah. So, now let's talk about this movie. Uh, Eli, here's the thing. Now, you know there's this thing going on where HBO, pretty much said HBO Max is going to have all their movies on the same 
you know, released in the theaters at the same time as HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the first one they were doing was, of course, you know, Wonder Woman 84. But this is the second movie they have going on. So the second movie they have going on is The Little Things. It is a Denzel Washington, uh, Mally Remick, I think is what his name is, and Jared Leto starring vehicle. Okay. Uh, yeah, so this is like, it was, it was supposed to be just in theaters alone, but then they decided to just release it in theaters and whatever at the same time as this next movie. So I'm like, since it's on, you know, I can watch it at home, I will watch it, you know. Uh, yeah, Eli, man, this movie sucked. Oh, yeah? What's it about, yeah. anyways? I don't know. Love I story? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I actually did, like, I fell asleep, but I woke up, and they were pretty much talking about the same shit they said when I fell asleep. So what the movie is about, some girl dies, these two cops try to look for the guy, and they think it's Jared Leto. And it may or may not be him. It's a murder mystery. It's a murder mystery. That's what it is. But it's a okay. slow murder mystery. It's like nothing happens. There are no car chases. There are no death scenes and like that. Other than there's like a action, well not an action scene, but like a suspense thriller scene at the very opening, which had me. I'm like, okay, we got a movie, and then nothing happens until the very end. And then when the movie ends, it's just like that's it. Okay, so. Uh. Yeah, it was. So uh, should I watch it? <laughs> no, fuck no. Nobody watched this movie. Nobody. Now I know we saying that we have slow attention spans. You know we watch stuff like WandaVision. Like I just don't get it too slow. No, this shit is slow. This is a slow yeah. ass movie. Yeah, let's not watch any of Warner Brothers movies at all this year. Come on, Reddit. Right. Let's let's take out let, Warner Brothers is next. <laughs> <laughs> Set your sights. Meme stock, oh. Warner Brothers, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> That's what it's going to. So yeah, this is insane. I, now this is like a really really slow movie. It's not that it was confusing. Not that I didn't understand it. I just didn't care about anything that was happening. I was just like, this shit is boring as hell. And you know, you expect Denzel to like deliver like a a good performance no matter what. Mm -hmm. He was boring in this movie. I'm like, okay, yeah. Jared Leto was weird, but it was just like, yeah, I just got to see it. He was just weird, just for no reason. So it's like, I don't need to see this. This is this is stupid. So yeah, yeah. Uh, rating, one point five out of five. Man, don't watch this movie. I don't 1. know. Point five. One point one point five. Well, I'm good because there was some good cinematography every now and then, and it was this one interrogation scene where. Denzel actually woke me up out of my sleep for like a split second. Then I went back to sleep afterwards. So <laughs> that's where the point five came from. I want those cops that took right. that money out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> like, why can't we get that, man? Is, I don't know, man. Denzel really seemed like he didn't want to be there. He's like, man, just give me the checklist. Let's go. Here's the thing. This movie, I really feel like that if Denzel's name wasn't attached to it, it wouldn't have got made. It just would have been just a thing. Nobody would have cared. I wouldn't it's not watch a bestseller it. or nothing. I, I don't even. Yeah, I it's even... just a, you know what? It's seven. It, it wants to be seven. Oh, but it's not seven. So well, seven I, was dope. Seven was dope. This ain't seven, <laughs> but it wants to be seven. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I feel about that. All right. So you're you're up on this one. I just I just threw oh. this in there. Oh yeah, I saw a movie. I watched yeah. a movie. Or yeah, watched give, a give movie. cleanser. Saw a movie from the comfort of my home. Uh, yeah, this was on Netflix, a uh, brand new Netflix uh, movie called Finding Ohana. It is basically a, a family film where these uh, kids, these, uh, yeah, they're like native Hawaiian uh, 
you know, from, from they're Hawaiian. They're, they're, they, that's their ancestry. They're, they're from Hawaii, but they live in New York City. And they end up going um, to their grandfather's house in Hawaii for the summer. And then they discover buried uh, a map to bury treasure. And then they try to go find the buried treasure. So it's basically it's like Goonies. the Goonies. It's yeah. basically the Goonies with, uh, with a native Hawaiian uh, native twist. Um, and that's what interested me. It is, um, they, they go on the, you know, it, it deals with the history of Hawaii and, and the colonization of Hawaii and the Spanish, you know, that, that were, you know, came to, you know, colonize the Hawaiian islands and, and, and then burying treasure inside, um, like, uh, caves, like tombs that were meant for Hawaiian ancestors and stuff. So it deals with like Hawaiian heritage. And the kids connecting back to their traditional ways. And that's what I found interesting. There's all kinds of cool, you know, booby traps. Actually, uh, Kihai Kwan, the kid who played Data and Short Round. Um, well, in, I'm pretty sure he's Go- not a kid anymore. No, he's not a kid no more. He, he, actually, right. uh, went, he actually went to uh, Hong Kong and made a bunch of uh, kung fu movies. What, the Finding Ohana? Yeah. So I was like, oh. okay. Oh, nice. she, yeah, so Jen, yeah, yeah, Jen good yeah. recommendation. So yeah, it's 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 fun. It's basically Goonies um, for the for the modern age, and um, and yeah, it, uh, what I really it, what I really related to was me. Yeah, I grew up in the cities all my life. Yeah, mm. reminded us of Goonies. Um, I grew up in the cities, and I wasn't aware of my native heritage till like high school, and that's basically what these kids they they grew up in New York, and then they go back to Hawaii. And, you know, meet their grandfather and he tells them all about their, you know, their, their traditional ways. And it's about reconnecting to their, to their heritage, you know, and that that was the main theme. So, but it was just a fun, wholesome family flick, you know, you know, adventure. They're getting they're you know, they're, they're going through caves and, you know, setting off booby traps and stuff like that. So, yeah, I give it a four out of five. It was fun. That's pretty fun. Okay. Let's see. Let's go to the callers. Let's see. What you got for me, Jan? Let's see. Yeah, the fact she knew Spanish. That, yeah. yeah Gro- growing up in New York City, she knew Spanish, but didn't know her Hawaiian language. Wow. And she was native <laughs> in the movie? Yeah. And she, wow. well, yeah. I, or what were, or Hawaiian Samoa. Well, yeah. Indigenous. Yeah. We, we do claim Hawaiian as, uh, you know, Samoans as indigenous I mean, people. Jason Momoa. Yeah. 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 Jason Momoa is, yeah, Hawaiian. So, yeah. yeah, so. yeah it was fun. I dug it. And it was everything. Two thumbs up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, touching, okay. and it was touching too. It was a touching like a, family, like a family movie. Family like, movie. You know, the, their dad is a, a subplot where their dad died, and they're, they're sort of, you know, mending family healing. That's another theme of the movie. You know, fa- fi- yeah, finding Ohana means family, and it's about mending the family, healing the family, and also reconnecting to your traditional native roots. So, that's kind of the theme of the the movie. So, I, I, yeah, it, it was it was cool. Okay. No, I <laughs> did you cry, Eli? Did you... <laughs> I, I did not know. I wasn't that. I wasn't that. Uh, yeah. No, no cutting onions there. in there. No, <laughs> I, I'm. You know, I'm a little aggro, too aggro for that. But no, it didn't get me. But I, I was. Wasn't that no? I, okay. I was moved. I did find it moving. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So, like I said, we're gonna do our weekly rating. I guess we're gonna. We, I guess we're gonna make it a thing. We're gonna talk about one division. I guess. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did, did well before we do it. Did you see it? I did see it. Yeah. Okay, all right. I don't want to just sit and just talk talk to myself about it. So yeah, so we got a chance to uh look at Wandavision. Basically, this was 
the call episode what we interrupt this program and it basically told you everything like i said yeah. this is supposed to be a big mystery we weren't supposed to know what's going on they just basically gave you a dump of everything we know what Juan is doing what geraldine was doing what's her real name was who she really is who her mom is what the organization is darcy jimmy woo he knows magic they gave you everything so <laughs> people can stop bitching and stop complaining they confused don't know what the hell is going on you know and just so Oh, well, if you haven't seen it, it's... Are we going to spoil it? Well, well yeah. We're going to spoil it, then. We're going to spoil it. Go la, 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 spoil la, it. Put la, your, la, Yeah, yeah, put your <laughs> finger in your ear or something. <laughs> so, yeah, so, like I said, there's a thing, like, the movie, it, it felt like it's boots to the grounds MCU because it gave us the first time what it looked like after the the blip, the unsnapping or whatever you want to call yeah. it, even though they did it in Spider-Man, but nobody gives a fuck about that. We're talking about in this <laughs> way, you know, where we actually feel like real people were feeling the ramifications of, you know, some people uh, didn't make it back from the blip because maybe something happened to them or they just got depressed because they said half the people in sword didn't even want to come back. This is, they're saying three weeks after the snapping or the unsnapping or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah. So it was crazy. Uh, yeah, he did. He just did. We just did what? No. Okay. Anyway, spoil, we did. It. I think you spoiled it. I think I did. Spoil <laughs> it. Sorry. <laughs> we gave you forty-eight hours. <laughs> so we're gonna go into it. Uh, that, that's he, five years in internet time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this show would be old by then. This won't even get any clicks in, in forty-eight hours from now. So yeah, well, like I said, they gave you all this episode. Uh, like I said, we haven't seen Darcy in ten years. She is a astrophysicist now. She got her doctorate. So growth. Uh, Jimmy Woo knows magic now, or at least a little magic trick that he learned from Scott Scott Lane. So that's pretty cool. Oh uh, yeah, like I said, Ladron, it basically tells you everything you need to. Eli, were, were you shocked about everything? Were you surprised? Or how how you feel about it? Um, it pretty much just, we knew what was happening. We kind of had a feeling this is where it was going, but yeah, this kind of confirmed, you know, the whole, our theories of what was mm -hmm. going on. It's, this was a pocket dimension Wanda created and she's in some sort of mourning or, or whatever. She's, she's, uh, right. she's grieving. holding hostage because they yeah. found the people, you know? Yeah. She's grieving. She's grieving something, you know, probably the death of vision. And the death, you know, you know, she's, she's, she's grieving. Um, and then this is what, and this is, but, but we said, you know, a couple weeks ago that this is probably based on house of M and that's what she did in that comic. She created this alternate right. universe reality because yeah. the X-Men and Avengers was about to kill her. They were like, yeah. she's too powerful. Let's get rid of her. So she just made her own pocket reality. But in yeah. that one, she like took over the whole world. And this one, she just got this whole neighborhood and that's it, you know? Yeah. And even when Vision's saying like, Wanda, we can leave. And you see tears coming out of her eyes like, no, we can't. Because <laughs> if she <laughs> leaves, the outside world sucks. Her boyfriend's gone. Her brother's dead. Uh, hell, in Civil War, Tony said they was about to ship her out of the United States. She's not even a U.S. citizen. Yeah. But Tony was trying to get her a visa, so... They might, she might have to leave the country, you know, with all the shit that's going go on. Go back to Sokoa. Well, she can't go back to Sokoa. Well, she can't go. Yeah. <laughs> well she'd, be a she'd be a refugee, so she, yeah. she couldn't go anywhere. So, I'm, so I'm sure there's some sort of, you know, uh, fucking. The Avengers blew up your country or Ultron blew up yeah, your country. Yeah, some kind of NATO stay. NATO prison somewhere that they would put. Right. Or the, or the, or the what do they call it, the raft or whatever or some shit. I mean, well, yeah. she was there and she broke out, so. Yeah, I don't know. And so. But I but know. yeah, I mean, I I thought it was yeah. It, they basically yeah. This episode answered everything. But here's yeah. my thing, Eli. Do you think they should have done that? 
Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I watched Legion, and Legion was challenging, but it was still intriguing. And they didn't answer really much. They kept you in the dark through most of every season. You know, they they would, you know, every season had its own self-contained story and chapter, mm-hmm. and they and they revealed all that stuff with every season. But you still had to wonder what's how what's real and what's not real because this was all in his head, you know, because of the character Legion and the nature of his what he can do. Right. And his so it abilities. was it was ambiguous on purpose, left yeah. to interpretation on purpose. Yeah. Do you think the typical MCU fan or the Marvel fan that had been watching twenty three or twenty five of these movies would have the patience to yeah. wait for that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, everyone were, were kind of on the fence with these first few episodes. They didn't know what was right. going on. People were like, what the fuck is this? This is lame, blah, blah, blah. So maybe it is a good thing that they, like, here you go, go. here's your answers before you stop watching this shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because, I mean, I can understand some nuggets, you know, some tidbits. They were just like, here, go, yeah. there you go. Everything, check all the boxes, that's it. You know, it's, it's Yeah, it's, and now, now that I think about it. Because I wasn't like, expecting all of those answers already. Yeah, I'm like, well, what are they going to do now? Where where can they go from here now? <laughs> <laughs> right. They'll figure yeah. something out because you got like five more episodes, something like that. So they'll figure something out. But yeah, I think they had to do that big info dump right there because you know what's funny about it? Because uh, you had Darcy and you had Jimmy Woo and they was asking, and they were just as confused as the people watching the show. Like yeah. all the same questions they were asking the people that were watching the show. Like, what are the hex- uh, hexacons are for? Why is Vision still alive? What is this? You know, they ask all these questions. So it's funny because Marvel already made this show. The show is done. Mm-hmm. So they're already asking questions on the show that's already been done, predicting what their fans were going to ask. Yeah, so they us. know their core audience just that well, just that, just that accurate. Yeah. That's yeah, they're watching. Scary. They were they were watching along with us. It's very very meta. That, that's kind of scary though. <laughs> <laughs> that we're Marvel watching. pretty much predicted everything that the, <laughs> the fans were doing exactly when they were going to do it. <laughs> we're just lab rats. That's all, you know. Yeah. Well, some of us, some of them didn't even make it past the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I hate it. Like, it, yeah. just calm down. Just wait. Oh, it's good now. It's good because they gave y'all answers that we kind of already knew before. I, you ain't even really got to be a comic book fan to be honest with you. If you just would just paid attention. Yeah. They kind of spell the shit out for you. Yeah. Like you don't have to read House of M, you know, or you know, Visions graphic novel volume one and like that. You just pay attention. They pretty much spell the shit out for you. Yeah. But people can't. But I've and, seen some comments like online are saying, "Hey, uh, you know, they love they they're wondering about the show, so they're they're going back and watching through the Avengers movies." And I'm like, like okay, why? there's only like three of them that they're actually in. So right, <laughs> what you gonna watch Age of Ultron like three times? <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll, I'm starting with Iron Man. Like they, they, yeah, they don't show they're up. Not for in like there. 10... They don't even reference on this. <laughs> yeah, they don't show up for like ten movies. <laughs> right, and then they disappear for another ten. <laughs> it is funny when you watch the end of the movie and every the end of every episode. They give a link to Age of Ultron, you know, if you don't watch it on TV. Uh, yeah, that's like, like next, that. you may be interested in this. That's like the, what pops up after, you know. You, right, the then it makes you go down the rabbit hole if you don't know these shows, you know. <laughs> that's how they get you. That's how it's right. Marvel. <laughs> right, but that's the whole thing. That's why they're doing these shows, like they're dropping them one at a time, because they want you to get invested into each episode. Just like Wanda is invested in her life, they want you to get invested in her life. They don't want you to just hear about it, or they want you to live it just like she is. 
Because the funny thing is, like, what Darcy and Jimmy Woo was hinting at is that there's actually way more episodes that we haven't seen. We just only seen, like, two or three. They've seen all this stuff. You know, yeah. they know all the characters. There's a whole season, basically. Yeah. No, I, I dug how... Um, what you think? Yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about I, I, now. We, I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're digging. Yeah. We're not one of Thanks those, oh, it's yeah, finally getting good now. Oh, let's finally get this. No, it's pretty much what I thought it was going to be. It's, you know, following yeah. plan. Only thing is, is that it's just, uh, I wasn't expecting just that much info. I thought it was going to give us a little bit and spread some more out. But they was like, nah, we know these fans have short attention spans. So let's just <laughs> give them the shit now before we lose them. We already went one too many episodes as he is. So. I did like that, um, you know, going into Monica's life and how she was blipped for five years and then she came back and she was, but her mother died. But while she was gone, I thought that right. was. Cause she, she thought know. she beat the cancer. She did. And then yeah. when she got blipped out three years afterwards, then she died. I was like, yeah, I thought that was, that was really interesting. And what, you know, that reminded me of like, you know, aliens and, you know, Ripley's daughter, Dying while she was out in space for fifty-eight Where's years. Favorite character. You think yeah. it'd be Polaris, but okay. <laughs> no, she's pretty powerful. You know. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing we haven't even seen. Like, where they're finally starting to hint at what she can really do. You know. Yeah, and uh, if they if people paid attention, she like we said a couple weeks ago, she Wanda almost single handedly defeated Thanos. In, in right, Endgame. Thanos had to like wipe out half his own fleet just to get her ass off of him. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> i mean think about it because he had this big ass sword because cap got this vibranium shield that's supposed to be unbreakable thanos broke his his shield with that unbreakable sword from space and then wanda broke that shit like like it was nothing yeah <laughs> so that'll tell you how powerful she is and then that that's just scratching the surface of what she can really do so she's gonna get even more powerful than that as it goes along so yeah she's uh, always kind of creating she's always kind of fucking shit up that, and, and that's the that's the the rumor, I want to say, that people are thinking, like, we know she's going to be in Doctor Strange 2, right? Okay. Some people are thinking she might be the villain of Doctor Strange 2. Oh. Ooh. Maybe. Yeah, not that, that cameo. Cool. Like, yeah. That's... So like, that, he has that to fix something. what she does. It's something she does that he, she has to fix. Right. Or, or, or like, like her kids. Like, her kids might carry oh. on through Doctor Strange 2. And Doctor Strange, like, Wanda, fix this shit. And she's like, nah, because if I fix this shit, I lose my kids. Well, you know. Well, if we go by the comics, isn't her kids like got some, something to do with Mephisto? Right, like, right, 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 right. That, that's, yeah. what, that's what I'm saying. So, like I said, we don't know if how the MCU is going to handle Mephisto, or maybe like he's just this, you know, you know, incorporeal figure that just manifests his way through my. Because that would be the lamest thing at the end if they say, "Well, oh, the devil made me do it," you know. Oh, somebody controls me. That's just lame. That just means that Wanda can't uh, hold herself accountable for the bullshit she's doing, holding these people hostage, brainwashing them. You know, but in in House of M, wasn't doesn't Mephisto kill her kids or something? Because weren't they? Well, no, they they were never real. They were never real. Yeah, but she made. But didn't she use Mephisto's soul or something to? Right, she used his soul to make him real, and then eventually he took his kids back. Yeah. And then the Avengers, like, mind wiped her and made her forget the kids, and she forget, uh, remembered the kids anyway. No, yeah. it was like, uh, you know how uh, Monica Rambeau, like, said some shit about Ultron? And she's like, what'd you say? That's what Watts did about her kids. Yeah. Like, Remember your kids, Wanda? She's like, what? The fuck you say? 
And then she just went fucking nuts and just killed half the Avengers, you know, and then went after the X-Men, you know. So yeah. Wanda is is scary when she wants to be. So, but like I said, that's comic shit. I guess we yeah. are here for that. <laughs> We're a comic book show. So. <laughs> uh, but let's move on past it. Let's, let's go past Like I said, I'm excited for the next episode. Let's see how it goes. Uh, Eli, we finally have confirmation. We finally Ooh, have confirmation yes. of this shit. And so let's get to this. So we have uh, the Zack Snyder cut. Oh, here we go. Yeah, the Zack Snyder cut is finally going to be released. They said, uh, Zack Snyder said it's in the can. It's finished. The Snyder cut actually exists now. <laughs> not some bullshit from 2018 the Snyder Cut is real no the Snyder Cut is real it is real right now and it's going to be released on HBO Max uh, March 18, 2021 now people have been asking me about it I guess it's starting to get some buzz right now what is the Snyder Cut what is it is so I'm going to let you I'm going to remind everybody what the Snyder Cut is like I said remember the Justice League movie from 2017 the one you hated the one everybody hated they're making a four hour version of that movie you hated <laughs> <laughs> for HBO Max. <laughs> so prepare yourself. Empty your bladder before you sit down and watch this shit. Or watch it while you're taking the shit on the phone. Watch do whatever it, yeah. you want to do. Watch you know. it on your phone while you're taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because it's going to be a long time you're going to be watching this movie. It's not going to be a mini-series. It is not going to be like WandaVision where it's a show every week. No. They dropping the shit. Boom. That's it. No bathroom breaks. No nothing. You just got to pause it on your own. That's what's just going on. Of course, there's going to be a whole bunch of other stuff that wasn't in the first movie. Zack Snyder added a bunch of stuff, added a bunch of CGI, added a bunch of new scenes. Uh, this scene, he actually, well, this thing he has to drop today. He dropped this today on Vero or Twitter or whatever the hell. Now, you see there's a war coming, right? But look who's quoting it. Is that Martian Manhunter? That's not Martian Manhunter. Okay, I was about to That's... say, what, what the fuck did Zack Snyder do to <laughs> Right, Like, he really just fucked this movie all the way up. No, we'll, we'll see this shit show when it comes out. But I'll show it one more time. Uh, that's, that's Cyborg in the picture because that's oh, from the original okay. trailer. In the original trailer, like, Cyborg, like, made his whole, like, when he was flying, he made his whole face cover so like that. So that's Cyborg actually flying. Uh, but Martian Manhunter was saying that as a war coming, which Martian Manhunter was nowhere mentioned. Matter of fact, even when the I think the movie first being made, it's saying he wasn't going to be in the movie at all. Remember that the black soldier general in Man of Steel, or whatever. Shit. I don't oh, know. whatever. He's Martian Manhunter. He's <laughs> okay. Martian Manhunter. Yeah. So that's what they're saying. Um, that dude from the was he in one of the Matrix movies? Yeah, yeah. Like the general uh, two and three. Dude? Yeah, yeah, okay, Locke yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, Jada Pickett's Entanglement or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's going to be Martian Manhunter, and I'm pretty sure he's just going to show up for like five seconds. He'll probably just say that one line, and the movie goes off, and the fans are going to go all crazy all over again, ask for Justice League 2. So, Zack Snyder knows what he's doing. <laughs> we act like he don't know the what Snyder he's doing, cut. but he knows what the Snyder <laughs> He knows what he's doing. He's going he's gonna to finagle this way into making another movie of this, you know. Um, and like I said, this and it's is also coming out really, in March. I thought coming out in March. Not only yeah. that, I thought it was going to be like we, we were going to have to wait like another year or so for it. Right, like November. Nah, it's coming out. Yeah, next month because right now it's February, yeah. so it comes out next month. But here's the thing. Also, Sweet. we can get this shit out of the way. 
and just stop talking about it and just be done with this yeah. shit. We can no be done with this shit, shit next month. Right. Reddit guys, get on this shit. <laughs> Shut yeah. down Zack Snyder after this shit is over with. No, no more Zack Snyder. No more what the fuck. Josh Whedon eating everybody's right. babies. No, right. Just, get, get rid of all of them. Shit. Ray Fisher, let it all go. Kill it if you have to. <laughs> let the past die. <laughs> now, one more thing I want to say. Now, because when does Godzilla vs. King Kong come out? Shit, soon, right? Like in May or something, or March? No, 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 no. March, no. Right? It comes out in March. March also. Mortal Kombat comes out in May. That. Oh, that's May. But, oh, I'm getting it mixed up. So, Godzilla versus Kong and Just League both drop in March. In March. I don't know which one comes first and the other, but they both drop in March. So, we're gonna have a busy March right now. February is gonna be some shit, but March is going to be a busy thing. Now, after thinking about Godzilla versus Kong, Eli, because like I said, when it dropped last week, I was just like, whatever, I don't care. But I sat there and thought about it. And this is what I want from a Godzilla versus Kong movie. Okay. So what I don't want is a what if Godzilla and Kong were in the real world type movie. Don't give me that. I don't I don't want this shit. <laughs> I just want a big dinosaur and a big ass monkey beating the shit at each other for 90 minutes. That's all. I don't want to think. Don't don't do any of that stuff. I don't want to know what the implications of a big giant monkey and a dinosaur would be in the real world and how it would affect the economy, you know, and the climate change. None of that shit. Big monkey, big dinosaur, throwing buildings at each other, throwing people at each other. I don't care. Eating Fuck people. Eating people. Give me right. all that shit. I want all of yeah. it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I would like. But, that's all. Know. And people are like, and I know, I know, Eli, you you want the lore, you know, you want the mythology. No, I I, I want what you want. I want I, <laughs> I I want minimal humans in this right. movie. <laughs> That's all we want, man. It's it's so easy. It's so easy. That's all I get. You right. know why I said that? Because I was watching. I actually watched like a YouTube clip of like one of those old Godzilla movies. No, Godzilla versus Kong. That's what I saw. An old YouTube clip of Godzilla versus Kong, and. They knew what the fuck to do. They would just yeah. beat the shit out of each other. That's all. It was no thing. And it was like some crazy ass mind scientist was controlling Godzilla or Kong. He just wanted to make them fight just for no fucking reason. I'm like, just, like, just do that. Yeah. And it's weird because it seems like there's more hype. I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or people are just fucking bored. But it seems like there's more hype for this movie than the last Godzilla movie. And now, Okay. You know, did you like the last Godzilla movie? No. Okay, all right. That's why I I, I came this close to watching it. That's why I'm on the fence with this one. You know, it's like, sure, I would love to see King Kong and Godzilla beat the shit out of each other. But the last movie had King Ghidra, had Rodan, had Mothra, had all the greats. And it was still kind of, eh, you know? (laughs) So I'm like, oh, now I'm on the fence. I'm like, well, if it's anything like the last movie, I'm like, eh, I don't give a shit. Or if the movie before that movie. Or, or I will. The only thing that's keeping me interested is I thought Kong Skull Island was cool, and that was just like monster battle every five minutes. So, but I don't <laughs> think that guy has anything to do with this movie. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is like if they just give us what we want, big giant monsters beating the shit out of each other and devastating, you know, humanity and civilization and shit. That's all. That's all. You know. So, so we'll see. No. Oh, and another. I don't, I don't want them to pick. I know they're doing this where they're trying to make. Godzilla the bad guy. I really don't want a bad guy. I want to go in like, who's gonna win? I don't know. Yeah. So I'm sure like everyone's saying this whole Mecha Godzilla thing is there, so that's probably what it is. 
they're gonna team up at the end and beat the shit out of Mecha Godzilla. You know what? I'll be fine with that. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Shit, a bring metal back ro- fucking... robot cyborg dinosaur. How, how yeah. can you be mad at that? Yeah, I want to see Gigan come. Fucking yeah, I, I, yeah, I want I, I want all that shit. You know, but I have no faith in you know the you know the, these Hollywood. Yeah, the Hollywood <laughs> version of Godzilla. Hollywood right. has not been good with Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Eli, let's go to it. Let's go to it because this one, like I said, I'm not well versed into this. Okay. I'm glad you told me this is your wheelhouse. This is Star Wars shit? Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to burst your bubble, but no. We're going to talk about this, this shit. Is about, this is the video game section. This is the video game. This the vi- <laughs> I had to squeeze it in some kind of way. I, I suppose like, hey, it is video game news. <laughs> it is video game, so we can talk about it. So yeah. what's going on? So I'm, I'm going to talk about it as best I can, Eli, and you kind of fill in the blanks or, or guide me where I need to go on this okay. one because – uh, like I said, everybody knows about this whole GameStop thing that is going on right now. Uh, GameStop and Wall Street had this big war going on. Uh, basically, what happened? This actually like started like last podcast we're doing, like the day before the podcast we're doing when when this thing was breaking. Because okay, remember that movie, The Big Short? I never saw that. You never saw that? No. I saw it. Had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. It was like yeah. like anime with no subtitles. This shit was just gibberish. I have me. seen The Wolf of Wall Street though. Wolf of Wall Street was awesome. Yeah. But this people are comparing this to Wolf of Wall Street, but it's actually similar to the big short. Uh because basically what happened, I'm, I'm yeah, learning about sell, they're talking about short selling, yeah. They're talking about short selling also. Because what they're saying is that basically Wall Street is trying to tank GameStop. They're trying to tank them. They're trying to do what they can because they think it's easy money. So if they short the sales of it and bet against GameStop, they make money off of it. Yeah. But it's called it's called short selling. It's called short selling, right. So, like I said, Reddit. And I didn't know Reddit was, I, I know Reddit is a thing, but apparently they have been paying attention what the hell was going on. Because we're bored at home. We can't go anywhere. Everybody's quarantined. COVID-19 got everybody stuck at home. So everybody became financial stock whiz. So while Wall Street is shorting and bidding against GameStop, gamers who are just stuck at the house all day on Reddit all day, like on all, all day, and they see the stocks getting shorted, they're like, well, we can stop it. We like GameStop. We don't want GameStop to go under. How about all of us, everybody in this Reddit thread, put money in the GameStop, boost up the sales, and force them to sell. And apparently this Reddit thread has about 2 million users. Mm-hmm. So that's why the stock shot up so quick. So when the stock shot up and they put all that money into it, Wall Street has to sell. Otherwise, they're going to keep going lower and lower. Well, they have to pay more. back. They have to pay back what this, what this against what they borrowed. See, short selling is basic. It's Short selling is fucked up. Short selling is where you borrow a stock at a certain at a higher price and then pay it back at a lower price. See, GameStop was predicted to, you know, they're they're going bankrupt and shit. So We've been like, talking okay. about this for like two years now. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah. So like we're we're they're they're we're gonna short sell bank GameStop. You know, borrow at whatever they were at, and then when they go low, when the price drops, we'll pay back the money we borrowed. Only we only have to pay back the price they're at at the low price so it's like someone borrows you a hundred bucks and you only have to pay back 50 you got to keep the extra 50 if i so have that, three apples <laughs> we yeah, have to get that so that's, thing there. that's what short selling is it's, it's basically inside traders banking on businesses losing money making money profiting off of businesses losing money it's right, kind so of a, it's kind of yeah. a shitty thing to do <laughs> 
Okay, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay, since you just brought that up. So if a whole bunch of Reddit users, 2 million Reddit users, decide they're all going to purposely raise the stock on a certain item, wouldn't that be kind of insider trading? Yeah, it's inside trading. So they basically okay, that's, went that's what I want. That's what I was wondering. Ra- yeah, they raised they all started buying stock in GameStop, which raised the price of their of their shares. So yeah. say the, the the people who short so see when I got when I heard about it, GameStop was at $30 a share. Now in a week they're like at 350. Right. So that's so like So if anybody's trying to get into it, it's too late now. Yeah, yeah so 320 that's like $320 profit. So if you bought like you know a thousand shares of GameStop, you made $320,000 this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so so um but what short sellers did, they borrowed GameStop at $30 and were banking on their price dropping. But it didn't drop. So what they got to do is since they borrowed their short sold it, so they borrowed it now they gotta pay it at three hundred. They gotta pay that money back, right? So they, so if you had a thousand, if you short sold a thousand shares, you have to pay three hundred twenty. And that's, <laughs> so that's how they lost a billion dollars in like a day yeah. and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's what's happening, and um, I think it's hilarious. I don't have yeah. that kind. I do have. I do do some long term investing, you know. Mm-hmm. But and I, I've been, I've been kind of, I kind of knew about this stuff. But like I said, I, I, I was like. I, I, it doesn't really affect me because I'm I don't do any of that inside trading shit. I just you know I just long term I just got my I just put sure my money in. You don't, Eli. Sure <laughs> you don't. I did. Hey, and then like a couple days later, when they were they're talking about the cryptocurrencies and dog coin. Because that's or whatever. the new thing they're doing. That's thing because they're moving from company to company. Right. And now all those fucking apps are blocking. They I tried to I was gonna throw some fucking money at a at, at some crypt. I do own some Bitcoin. Right. But I, I was gonna, I was gonna buy some Dogecoin, but they wouldn't let me. They're saying the, 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 the market is volatile right now. We're not, uh, we're not authorizing sales of any cryptocurrencies until the market settles. I'm like, you right. fucking rich. But asshole. the government isn't regulating this. The government no, doesn't not. care. No, it's the apps. The apps are doing it. Yeah, like the that app, guy Robin, the Robinhood yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Robinhood is owned by was it Citadel Finance or whatever? Right. There, and I saw. I saw the other day that they're no longer gonna start publishing their short sell list because that's how they found out about this shit. They, right, they, it, they, it's because it's public information, right? Yeah, they they published these, this. These are the these are the companies that are basically gonna you know fall. So let's short sell and make a bunch of money now. And that's how the Reddit users found out. AMC was on that list. A bunch and they, of now the now the movie business is back yes. in business. Yeah. So they were blocking a bunch of sales, like a bunch of like, you know, new uh, buying of share, the purchasing of shares for AMC and a bunch of other companies. But they're not going to publish that list anymore because they they don't, you know, watch, watch the government make some law that you can't do this now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't (laughs) let this happen because they got to protect those guys because it's okay when they do it. But when we do it to them, then it's wrong. Yeah, like short selling. Because I learned, I took a class in um, in high school, and I we learned all about the, the stock market. And my team, we're, we won. We we basically in this class, we got like an imaginary ten thousand dollars, and we learned about the stock market. They taught taught us about it, and we invested in all these companies. And my team, me and my you know stoner pals, we won out of the school. We made all this money. <laughs> 
You, you reminded me of Eddie Murphy and trading trading places. <laughs> that's what yes, trading places. That's what they did at, at the end of trading places. Eddie right. Murphy and Dan Aykroyd short sold that whatever they were doing, the oranges or whatever, the orange yeah. juice. Yeah, because they 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 thought the they thought the the price of orange juices were going to go up. But they but then, knew because they had an inside tip. Yeah, that that, that 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 the fucking um that the the the, the oranges were going to remain like this the, the harvest was good that year, so the price is going to drop. So Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd short sold everybody those the, the orange juice, and that's how they made their fortune and it put those guys, the Dukes or whatever, out of business at the end right. of trading places. Who show back so, up and come to America, but that's another thing. Yeah, that, that's the shared universe. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Murphy's yeah, cinematic universe. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I like in high school, like I, we, I we had an imaginary ten thousand dollars. We invested. They learned. They taught us all about how the stock market works and shit. And even back then, we're like short sell. We, we like, no, that short selling sounds like a dick move. Even back then, I was like, that's a kind of a- I mean, Eddie Murphy said it. He was like, the shit y'all doing, that's, y'all, y'all some bookies, basically. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Uh, even, yeah. Um, back, I, this was back, like, like I said, it was an imaginary $10,000. It's um, imagine you're now. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, <laughs> we, my team, we bought into Microsoft back in the oh, 90s. Oh, shit. Wow. And I always think about that. I was like, if that shit was real, <laughs> well, this, yeah. You'd be I, this, sniffing, sniffing cocaine off a of hooker's ass yeah, right this, now. This, this, this podcast would be like on a beach in Acapulco <laughs> right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah. You'd be, and the funny thing is, Jordan, Jordan Belfort, like the real Wolf of Wall Street. Like I said, he's a real guy. He yeah. commented on this whole thing going on right now. He was like, "Yeah, that's the shit we used to do." Yeah, man. Like, if I'd known he's ready, he was doing, I would have did it. Yeah, because was well, he was doing that illegal. That that he was like falsely selling shitty stocks to people. He was telling these stocks are good, but they weren't. That's what right. he was doing. Yeah, and selling to him and still making money off of them. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> so all right that's your financial report for the day <laughs> invest <laughs> yo invest oh that's yeah. nothing i was gonna ask you like okay after all this bullshit that went down do you think that america like us the broke people are gonna start normalizing you know financial literacy or stock exchange anything like that um it i say do it yeah learn how it works and invest mm-hmm. man and like i said i the inside trading shit yes you can make copious amounts of money but you could also lose it just like that. It's very risky. I don't right. do any of that shit. I just throw my money in and let it grow for my retirement, for whatever, for an emergency. That's all I'm doing. You know, I started out with, a, you know, a couple hundred and that's all I did. And I'm just letting it grow. And that, you know, and that's financial security. You know, that that's all yeah. I'm doing it for. I'm not wheeling and dealing and short selling fucking companies, you know. <laughs> so I, I found some companies that I thought were that would do well and they're actually doing good, you know, uh, you know, alternative energy sources and stuff like that. And that's what I invested in. And, and, you know, that, that, that's what I did. I did a little research and, but yeah, I think people should do it. Even if it like tax season, when tax season comes around, don't blow your money on fucking sneakers and, 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 and dope, (laughs) Right. (laughs) you know, throw, throw a couple hundred down on some stocks and, you know, research stuff. Do what these research. guys did. They got this yeah. stimulus check and they just put it in. You know, yeah, and just let, and just and just leave it, leave it. So you, you know, it's not for you know, yeah. Don't don't think you're gonna because you have the option of cashing out every quarter. 
but then you know you're going to be broke again you know <laughs> right. you start all over again so. yeah so i i just leave it in there just leave it in there for a rainy day for when you really need it you know or for your retirement and that's you know that's what my advice to everybody so you see we don't just talk comic books on here we give you <laughs> financial literacy <laughs> <laughs> we do everything here. But yeah, that's enough for the financial report. Let's go back to some bullshit. So we're still on the video game section. Eli, this is what got me excited. Because I was I was uh I was depressed. Not depressed, but I was upset. I was let down. Uh the Avengers game has actually had no announcements, no movement, anything till Girl Hawkeye came out. Like remember when we talked about that shit? Whenever it was? Yeah. Okay. They said nothing since then. No no new announcement of anything, no new DLC of anything. So I'm thinking, like, did they pull out? I mean, are they done? You know, what, what the hell's going on? So a couple days ago, they announced the whole Hawkeye Future Imperfect where Maestro's going to be the main bag or like that. They at least announced a Twitch stream of it on February 18th. And I say this when it's going to come, but they're going to give the announcement of when the stuff's going to come. I'm fine with that. So... Anybody still invested in the game or want to know what's going on with the game, check on it February 18th. Yes, best believe. I will give you some details on it if anybody gives a fuck. I know nobody <laughs> does, but hey, I do. So I thought you were going to finally it. say the Avengers game sucks now. <laughs> no, I, honestly, yeah, I was about to. Before this announcement, I was going to say, man, I was going to be like, fuck this game. I'm done with this game. <laughs> it, it's an abusive relationship with this game, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's see what we got all right so nice we move on to the next part of the podcast sure okay like i said this is comic book bullies where we talk about the comic books and i guess i'm gonna first you know before we get that we actually got one thing we gotta talk about uh yeah we're gonna talk about this because there's a thing going on oh, right yeah, now yeah. like i said we're in the comic book section right now so before we get into the comic books i do everybody on the go on marvel.com because here's what's going on right now. In the comic books, they uh, the last arc of the X-Men storyline was that it was saying, we're going to let the people vote for the X-Men. So I'm thinking, okay, they're going to let the people of Krakoa or the mutant island vote for it. No, like, no, us, the people, we're going to vote for the, the X-Men. Yeah, the fans. So we are going to pick who are going to be on the next X-Men roster. So I'm trying to see who is on the team. Let's go to it. Let's see. So who here's who you can vote for. I don't know if it's like the last person, the first person. Eli, can you read it? It's oh, let me see. Banshee, Choose Polaris. One vote. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got Forge, it. Boom, we got boom. Forge, Boom Boom. Oh, Boom Boom. I'm clicking it now. Okay. So I'm about to vote. <laughs> I'm about to vote right now on the podcast for who I want to be. I think it's like the either the first member or the last member. I can't remember. But I'm gonna vote for who I want to be on the X-Men. Uh, Eli, who's right? We got Boom Boom, we got Temple. I don't know the fuck that is. So, what do we Cannonball. want to be on the council, the Quiet Council? No, on the X Men. Oh, to be team. on the team. On the team, yeah, not Quiet Council, the team. So, Forge is not on the X Men. What the fuck? What? Well, <laughs> no, remember in the X the Tenosaurus thing, they no, like Magneto banned the X Men, and then they were like, "Now nah, we're gonna bring the X Men back," and but they're gonna let the people decide, you know. So, who we got? Strong guy. Go and vote for strong guy. Uh, Marrow, and she sucks. Armor, she sucks. Uh, Banshee, he sucks. Ain't it's only one choice, man. All right, Eli, forge of players, forge of players, or boom boom. I gotta have my boom boom. Um, I like boom boom. You like boom boom? I, I like yeah. boom boom. Yeah, uh, power wise, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I'm trying to keep it real and back, you know, to uh, you know, 
I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, should I, yeah my brother's back and say Forge, but, you know. Should I do it for the culture? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't, you know what? Uh, but his, he, his power suck. He just builds shit, right? I mean, yeah, he just builds shit, but he builds some cool shit. Damn it, Eli. I got to make a choice. I got to make a choice. We got to go on with this podcast. Okay. Should I flip a coin? I don't have a point. <laughs> Cash doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> fuck the fuck, <laughs> fuck Wall Street. Oh uh, damn! It. I'm sorry, Eli. I know you. I know I got to do it for the coach, but I got to pick Magneto's daughter, man. I got to pick Magneto's daughter. I'm sorry. Oh, well, so you're not even going after Boom Boom? <laughs> yeah, I, I should win for Boom Boom, but it's Magneto's daughter, man. Even though Magneto probably gonna be the team anyways, you got two people doing the same shit, so I don't know. Oh, so all it's, right, it's 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 not an election. It's a fucking hierarchy. I get I get it. Yeah, I know. It, it, it was rigged. It <laughs> yeah, it's rigged. It's you right. Know, just, Want a recount? You know, it's it's royalty, not not a democracy. Nepotism, <laughs> all stuff like that. Yeah, you just voted because he Magneto's daughter, but whatever. Okay. Uh. Anyway, let's get to the <laughs> let's get to the comic books. All right. So, like I said, the first book we're gonna do is X Men number seventeen, and of course, you know, it got me on the cover because Storm is on the cover. So I'm like, ooh, okay. But yeah. All right. So what's going on with this book is oh shit, what's going on? Okay. So like I said, all these X Men books that Jonathan Hickman makes, they're all like one shots. He to tell like one story and that's it. So what happened again in this story is. Professor X and Lelandra's daughter has been kidnapped. Now, Professor X has a, like a half alien daughter, and she's queen of the galaxy or whatever, or whatever you want to call it, like the Shi'ar or whatever. Yeah, she's okay, she's yeah, over yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, she's over that. So she got kidnapped. So Deathbird, you know, her aunt, Lelandra's sister, whatever, like that. She's calling the X Men, and she's just like, uh, we're trying to do this because we can't, we we can't let any, the government know that the queen has been kidnapped. So can we get some X-Men up here to help out with that? You know, and the X-Men's just like, yeah, yeah, we can help out. And she's like, how fast can you get up here? And here's the thing. She don't know that they already put like a, uh, like one of those plants up there. So they just walk through that shit. They're like, what the, I thought it was gonna take y'all like months to get here. Like, nah, we're here. We're here. So what's, what's the sit rep, you know? And I'm gonna show you a quick picture of it. So we got, now Brett Booth does the art on this. I hate Brett Booth, that's just me. He looks so '90s. I was like, yeah. They, they even wearing the X Factor shit. No, they don't wear that shit anymore. You know, whatever. Uh, I'm nitpicking. Anyway, they go there. They try to look for the people. Gene, uh, they they did a side scan on the whole planet. Ginger, like maybe y'all didn't do a good enough side scan. So she does her own sky scan, sky side scan, and she scans the entire planet. You know, trying to pick out who could be responsible for for kidnapping the queen. And then she like that guy. He did it, you know, because she read his thoughts like she could just feel the hatred he has for the government, you know. So obviously he did it. So he tries to make a run for it. He's like, no, you'll never take me alive. And then Cyclops blasts him or and Storm blasts him. Like, was that me or you? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> so they both blast him at the same time. Uh, now, here's the bad guy of the story. The bad guy of the story name is Ur. Ur. Just his name. Ur. That's yeah, it. that looks mad fucking that's some 90s shit yeah, right some here. wildcat cyber force shit <laughs> now here's the thing we ate this shit up back in 90s we just thought this was just the greatest shit ever like this like er er is great what's er's first appearance i don't give a fuck about er now he just looks stupid you know uh he, he looks comical he looks funny to me now you know but the funny thing is he's got this big hammer 
and he's threatening, you know, the queens. It's like, I killed my brother with this hammer, and I do this with all the puppet government, you know, kill them all. What do you have to say? You know, all this shit like that. And that's when the X-Men show up, and they threaten him. She's like, yeah, I know the government fucked you over, you know, but we're going to give you one chance, stand down. We won't do anything, but he keeps coming anyway. You know, where's the scene? Where's the scene? They fight him and all this stuff like that, and I think the fight's already over. Yeah. So, yeah, they tell him to stop, and then they send a whole bunch of other people. And, yeah, Ur is about to kill the queen, and that's when, yeah, because that's right. That's him right there. He's about to kill the queen, and that's when Storm, like, catches it with her hand or lightning. I don't know what the fuck it is. And she basically tells him, like, I warned you to stop. But since you won't listen, now I got to make an example of it. Yeah, she's right. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, she, like, blocks it with her hand. I'm like, okay. And then she like shocks the shit out of him and or I don't know what the fuck she does, like lightning or whatever happens, the fight's over. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, it's done. Struck him with lightning, it looks like. Yeah. The, and, yeah, she like one shots him and that's it. That's yeah. it. So anyway, so like I said, you got the queen right here, Professor X's daughter, you know, and basically she basically the queen tells Storm, you know, since you did this for me, you get one favor from me, any favor you want. Anytime you ask, I got you. That's how the book ends. So, pretty much it. It sold me on a lie, Eli. I'm going to tell you why. Because this is the cover of the book. So, yeah, so that's the cover of the book right here. Something yeah. like we're going to get some storm action. Like, storm is just about to just go fucking nuts. We get one panel with a one shot in the guy, and that's it. I'm like, why does Marvel keep doing that? They keep making me think I'm going to get some storm action and they just do one thing and then it's it. Now, she did do some cool shit in that, what's that, Excalibur books? The Excalibur books, she do some cool shit in this, but this, just Hickman just blue balling me. That's all. That's or like whatever. the story with X-Men for me, like my whole life. Like grabbing <laughs> grabbing a cover of X-Men, ooh, this looks awesome, and then reading it like, okay, why was that, why is this motherfucker even on the cover? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> he just walks by, hey, I'm, I'm in the background. Yeah. You know. Like, yeah, uh, I like Beast. I remember a little kid and seeing Beast, and he looked all gnarly and cool and shit. You know, X-Men featuring the Beast. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then he's like a nerd and fucking scientist. And like, what the hell, <laughs> like man? Like laughing, doing chemistry and shit. Yeah. Fluffy-ass teddy bear and shit. I was expecting King Kong and shit, and <laughs> they gave me a little gerbil. <laughs> All right. Oh, anyway, 3.5 out of 5. It was a cool story, but it, like I said, Hickman just be just doing this shit, so, yeah. So what you got? Uh, Marvel will do Werewolf by Night. All right, let's get you set up for that. Boom. So Werewolf by Night, written by Taboo and B. Earl, art oh, by Scott Black Ian. IPs. Well, Taboo yeah. is for Black IPs. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, Taboo's. Uh, yeah, he he has some Native heritage. He just recently found out. So uh, <laughs> Marvel has you know given him this book to write. Um. So this uh, this is the new werewolf by night. His name is Jake Gourmet, uh, Gomez. He is uh, a Hopi teenager living on the reservation. And he becomes a werewolf. He has some family curse that turns him into a werewolf every night. And he basically goes and uses his werewolf powers to fight crime on the res, basically. And this story arc... He uh he finds out this like this pharmaceutical company has been like kidnapping kids off the res and doing these experiments on them to turn them into like these monster super soldiers. 
And um, Red Wolf shows up and uh, at some point and speaks a bunch of like, you know, medicine man, Indian speak about, you know, creator and mother earth and, you know, we, the, the sun and the moon and all that shit. And they, they end up um, the, the life, life pharmaceuticals, this company ends up kidnapping Jake's grandma in the last issue. So he goes to, uh, went to go f uh, find her and then they captured him. And now we pick up with this issue and he's in this, like uh, he's in like this, um, like this tank. They, they, they're doing experimenting on and, and they're doing, it's like, like the matrix. They're doing a bunch of experiments on people on all these oh. native kids off the res. Um, and then uh, he ends up breaking out all the other monsters end up fucking finding out who that this company has been doing this shit to them. So they end up turning on them. And uh, there's, you know, Jake finally breaks out of his, uh, his containment thing and finds his grandma. And then they, he teams up with the other monsters and they end up fighting the, 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 the soldiers in the lab and escape and expose everything. And then the one woman who's been leading the whole uh, experiment, she turns out she's like some weird cyborg thing with a, she's almost like Krang. Where's that panel? I wonder if I can find that panel. Like Krang from the Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. She, uh, like uh, her brain is like inside her like uh, head or, well, obviously, but like, you got like a robot body or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where is it? Yeah. I don't know if you can see this her brain like comes out, you know, and like flies away and shit. <laughs> oh yeah. It is like crane. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of cool ideas. This was number four and that's my problem. I felt like there's so much shit that he was trying to wrap up in this, just this one issue. If this, I think this story arc needed another two, like another five or six or even seven issues. Well, or even, I, I, th I think what he's trying to do, I think he's trying to sell this book as, yeah. as a as a series. Yeah, but this was only this arc. Like, I was more interested. I say what they should have did was just do the thing, keep it on the res first, and just do the first story arc about him on the res and establish that world and and those characters and what he actually does. But instead, he just crammed all this company kidnapping the kids and you know, the, the science experiments and all these other monsters that he's fighting and stuff. And it just felt very convoluted and rushed, you know, and then this, they just wrapped up every, like, yeah, there's all this cool shit with the brains and shit in, in the cyborg bodies and robots and all this cool shit, but it just felt like so crammed, you know? And, and I think if it gets picked up, he'll explore all this stuff, but basically he pitched us a pilot. That's what he did. Yeah. I just think they they needed like maybe if that was the case, I think they needed to make maybe one or two more issues. But but see like, that that's that's Marvel's business plan now. That's yeah. what they're doing with everybody nowadays. But four issues, that's that's a little short. Like that's not even a trade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that that's a trade. That's a trade. Four, that's usually five or six at least. I think I think four is the limit. I think four is enough. I think that's that's the bare minimum. But usually right. there's like five or six issues in a trade. Yeah, um, so that's the thing. I, I think they're like taboo. You know, we know you're doing with the black eyed peas, but let's see what you do with this. Let's just throw you something, see where we go from that. So, yeah, but yeah, I think he was trying to sell us a pilot, but didn't go the way it went. So, it says his next a new series coming from taboo and B Earl is this uh, 
this um this native sorcerer supreme it's a ghost rider and this go and the native sorcerer supreme um that's now is this a limited ongoing i don't know if it's i don't know it just says coming this year and there's the jeffrey verigi cover the native artist Mm -hmm. who's been doing all the covers pretty cool but um so so they got another series so yeah. even though Werewolf by Night in pick, and I'm pretty sure they'll find a way to put Werewolf by Night in it somewhere. Did, did Jack Russell ever show up? No. Really? Damn. Okay. No. Oh. Um, yeah. It was just uh, it was just pretty much the self-contained story. So yeah, I give it a three out of five. It was okay. Like I said, it was just a lot of cool ideas, but just crammed into this one issue, and then like they were trying to wrap it up real quick. Like, okay, we got 21 pages to talk all this shit. Let's throw it all in here. and Like, know. one more issue probably could have got. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, at least one, you know. But, but we'll see what we do, because I, I think they probably will make it a trade. I think they will. Yeah. And so, uh, what do we got? Okay, so next issue we got, well, I guess it's on me. So, where are you? Yeah. Future State number two, Dark Detective. Or is it dark? Oh, dark detective. I didn't. I didn't even bother with this. <laughs> I'm. I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there with the, and not all of it because there was a whole bunch of future shit that was out there. But I'm just like, I'll. I'll deal with this one and see how it goes. Uh, oh man, I didn't do it. Anyway, doesn't matter. All right. So basically, what the book is, and I do want to show you this. I thought this was pretty cool. This uh panel that I this that. Jimenez or whatever. That's just a yeah. cool ass panel. That's like the infinite frontier, whatever they got going on. I guess I guess that's Robin's new costume, Damien. Down at the bottom? He, yeah, bot? right there. Has he, has he been in that before? Uh that's the old uh League, like of, Assassins. League of Assassins. Yeah. 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 So. He was he was doing that in uh was it Detective? Okay. He, I didn't he, know if he had a suit. Yeah, suit he was doing that in the Detective, yeah. Okay. All right, so this is going on. Okay, like I said, this is Future State. Everybody don't know what's Future State. This is in the future where Batman technically is dead, but he's back. But he's so, not dead. But he's not dead. <laughs> but he is dead, you know. <laughs> so anyway, he's here. He's uh, That's the only reason why the black Batman exists. <laughs> well, that's the thing, because we don't know what time this is. I think the black Batman is three years after this Batman. Okay. Or some shit, so I don't or know. Some shit. Yeah, but anyway, you got this Batman. He's still hunting down criminals stuff like that. But hunting down criminals, the magistrate is out there just fucking up people. You know, Batman, but there's a robot. They call him Cyber, so they're just robots. So Batman gets a wild out on it to be done with it, be shut up, be done with it, whatever. Anyway, he has a flashback of when the first, when he got shot in the alley by Peacekeeper 1. You know, he has a flashback back like the regular time in DC. We don't know who Peacekeeper 1 is. Batman got shot. Uh, matter of fact, I think he got shot twice. He got shot in the knee also. Yeah, so he puts a gun on him. He's tracking him down. Batman, we don't know who Peacekeeper is, but he's supposed to be the motherfucker. He's supposed to be the one. He runs for the Gotham Pier. Yeah, this is an awesome panel now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> he shoots, uh, like I said, he shoots Bruce Wayne, and he just falls. He he throws, that's a, like an explosive batarang, but like takes a while for it to hit, so he jumps in the panel. I'm going to see if I just jump to it. Uh, Peacekeeper one, like empty bullets at him. But while Bruce is there, he sees another dead body already in the Gotham Pier or whatever. Because it's Gotham. They're just dropping bodies just everywhere. There's bodies just in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just from, from earlier, you know. So Peacekeeper thinks it's Bruce Wayne and just empties the clip in him, you know, and then just leaves. 
But no, that's when the explosive uh, battering blows up in his face. So, yeah. So we see Bruce Wayne later on. He's just chilling. He climbs out of the pier after PC one has left, sitting there trying to find the next move. And I guess that's when he goes to the guy and, you know, use all his money, patch himself up. And that was like two years ago. So this is two years later. And now he's Batman. He says he still feels the pain from when Peacekeeper 1 fucked him up. But he also says, we, I think what happened is that Peacekeeper 1 or the Peacekeepers wiped him from, you know, from the system. So, like, basically, like, Bruce Wayne doesn't exist. His fingerprints don't exist. Nobody knows who he is. He can just go wherever he wants to. He makes a new name for himself. I think he says his name is Joe Mark. I think his name is Joe Mark now. And this conspiracy theory dude that won't let any cell phones in, won't let any computers in, because the magistrate is monitoring all electronic stuff. They're monitoring all social media stuff like that. That's why in that Black Batman book, that's why he couldn't use the cell phone, because if he picked it up, the magistrate would know who he is. So, yeah. same thing with this guy. So, he goes there. Uh, matter of fact, his bat bike isn't even a bat bike. It's that guy's bike. He just bought from him, you know, by, by giving him some shit. Um... And he's trying to put the piece together, find out who is Peacekeeper One. And apparently it's these three companies, Plexitech, DraftTech, and Neocorp. All of them stole tech from Wayne Tech to make the magistrates. So he's like, I'm about to go investigate these guys right now. Follow the money, you know. Um, let's see. Like I said, that's that bike we got right there. And that's, like I said, it's not a bad bike. It's just a regular-ass bike. that he the just chopper, baby. Yeah, it's a chop. He just ride around <laughs> with it. Like I said, it's that guy's bike. So that's all he got. No Batmobile. None of that shit. That's it. And so, um, what's happening? Yeah. Oh, anyway, going to the end of it, he finds out that there are invisible, like, nanobot robot bumblebees that are all over the city. And he realized how long these things have been around here. Obviously, that's how the magistrate found out who I am and every other vigilante in the city. That's how they know. And when he knocks on the door, that's when that dude's door, that's when the magistrate is coming for him. And, yeah, to be continued. There's also a Red Hood story. I'm just going to fly through that one. Red Hood works for the magistrate. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's his thing. So he works for the magistrate. Uh, but at the end of the story, he gets put on the magistrate list. How? We don't know. But anyway, that's oh, the book. That's, look, that's looking mad, Akira. It, it has a feel to it. Like, I'm going to show you this last panel. That last panel is what got me. Oh, yeah, Ravenger, she finds, like, there's a red hood out there. She cuts the dude in half. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what the <laughs> fuck you do that for? <laughs> She's like, that's what we do. You see half of them over here, half of them over there. You're like, damn, okay. <laughs> She's like, are you ready for dinner? You know. But anyway, uh, that, oh, yeah, that bike, man, yeah. I didn't even think about it until you said it, Eli. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you got another Wonder Woman panel here, right here. So, overall, it's keeping my attention. Like I said, these uh, Future State books are hit or miss, but it was cool. I give it a 3.5 out of 5. I could give you just enough morsels. I didn't read any other Future shit. They had a whole bunch of other stuff. I was like, fuck it. I don't care what happens to Lex Luthor in the future. I'm going past that. So, yeah. All right. So. Well, I got Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 9. Cool. Let me get you set up for that. Doo -doo. So in this, we have Valance. He is like a cyborg dude. Kind of like looks like the Terminator. He's a bounty hunter. Um, this is the second story arc in the series. Um, he basically saved a, 
uh, the the heir to this like crime family that every all the bounty hunters are after. Boba Fett, Bosk, all his old crew were after this heir to this crime syndicate. Turns out um, he ended up saving her and he brought her to the Rebel Alliance to look after her. Um, and now the Rebel Alliance says, okay, well, you got to help us smuggle. So we, and um, last issue, they got like ambushed by a bunch of space pirates. So we pick up here. Um, yeah, he basically uh, bands up with the, uh, the rebels and um, fights the space pirates. Um, we learned some things about, oh, Tonga's still alive. One of, we thought she was dead. She's part of his old crew. She's still alive. Um, and, uh, and basically at the end, he takes a, a, an X-Wing and goes out and fucks up the pirates and basically escapes. But it turns out the pirates are working with Dengar. I don't know if you remember okay, who Dengar no. is. Uh, I don't. <laughs> he he <laughs> is one of the bounty hunters. He was in Empire. He's like the guy with the like the wrap around his head. Um, okay. And uh, he's like, I'm. He's after. Let's see. Do I have a panel with him? Yeah. This this guy. Um, oh, no, come on, come on, Comicsology. Come on, panel by panel. Uh, okay, keep going. Okay, this guy. Let me see. Uh, hold on. Okay. Yeah, that's De- that's Dengar. He's a bounty hunter. He's after Valance and the the crime syndicate heir. So he, you know, working with the pirates, and that's where it says to be continued. So another. This one was a little uh, kind of a little filler story. Not much happened. But, you know, it's still just fun, old-fashioned gangster crime shit in the Star Wars universe. And I, I, I'm digging this book. So I give it a 4 out of 5. Art's still cool. A lot of cool action. You know, gangster shit with Star Wars. So, there you go. All right. Can't beat that. All right. Um, Shoot. Next book I'm going to do is Shang-Chi, number 5. Shang-Chi came out? Yeah. I, I really? No. Damn it! Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, it came, it came out. What the hell? <laughs> I did so... not get that. What the hell? Comicsology? Oh, was... Do we get a buried in the thing or what? Well, that's the. I guess it wasn't like a popular seller because it wasn't like in the top ten or anything like that. You had to like look for it. Shit! Yeah, I would have totally that's... read this. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, but all right. All let right. me. I guess I got to spoil it for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, so what happens basically, like I said, this is the finale. This is it. So you got Sister Hammer. Uh, she got her vampires, undead vampires, attacking London, and they're just fucking up all kind of shit. They shooting them. Uh, it don't matter. Sister Hammer's even like spinning the hammer, blocking the bullets. You know, like Thor's and shit like that. And you're like, mm-hmm. nah, this ain't gonna work. Smacking them around, and he's like, what are we gonna do? We can't stop them. And then of course, that's when boom, Shang Chi. Sister Dagger and Brother Spear, I think. I can't remember which one he is. Anyway, his family, his brother and sister show up and they jump out of like a a, a Asian helicarrier. Heli- I gotta show you the helicarrier in a sec. But anyway, they know how to beat the vampires. They got like these special amulets with this priest. As long as the priest slaps chicken blood on the amulet, he can kill the vampires, you know. And sister and his sister, like, hey, hey, brother Hand, that's your, your girlfriend, the spy girlfriend or whatever, you know. I didn't know she was 13. 
They say she's 13 in the book. So and she's oh. just like killing people left oh, and right. Oh, the little one? Yeah, yeah. The little one, yeah. yeah. So, and that is their, their helicarrier. Their, I didn't know they had oh. that. Like a dojo helicarrier? Yeah, like a dojo helicarrier. Like, okay. That's what they jumped out of. It's just like, okay. Because uh, they got the priest on board, and he's been the one that's just making those. He's been writing on the amnica since he's a priest. He, as long as he write on it, they can use it to kill those vampires, you know. So then they go looking for Sister Hammer. Sister Hammer shows up. Uh, but here's the thing. Remember that wound that he's got? Now... Yeah. It's, it's starting to affect them. Shang Chi is starting to become starting to turn to the vampires. So the same thing she's telling the vampire, it's starting to affect him now. She's like, well, "Brother, what you doing?" You know. Uh, and then she realized that he, she smacked shit out of him and realized, "Oh, you turned to a vampire. You can do what I say." Okay, kneel before Sister Hammer, whatever like that. And matter of fact, beat the shit out your brother and sister. You know. So he like and with this, he said he held back. <laughs> he like I did everything I could to not hit them and hit them with one punch, just knock them across the room. You know, <laughs> they're like, "Oh shit!" You know, uh, but then he does something, and he like takes her to the spirit plane or something. Mm-hmm. You know, so he goes to the spirit plane. He realizes those those vampires. He like the, what affects those vampires because she's doing like some some microchip shit to turn them all to vampires. She like they're linked to some kind of pain. Uh, from somewhere, but I know they don't have all the pain. They're linked to your pain. That's what it is. And I know what your pain is. Let me go find your pain. So they go to basically the time when, you know, she hit her dad. You know, she always get abused by whatever the dude's name was. She smacked him. He She smacked him one time, and he made her pay for it for the rest of her life. And he was like, are you smiling when you smacked him? We're like, nah, it's anything. I, I, I'm angry at him. I hate him. I hate him, but I love him. You know, but I can't tell the difference. And that's kind of the whole point of what's going on. Like I said, his uncle told him in the astral plane, like the reason that wound won't heal from that vampire bite is because you got left wounds with your family that haven't healed yet. Once you heal these wounds with your family, then you'll be, be fine. And once she, re- and then he like makes her realize who he is. Like he ain't this big, it's like a uh, devil Hulk like that. Like Hulk is scared of his dad. Oh yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. So she keeps staring at, she's, she's afraid of her father. And Shang-Chi is trying to show you, I'm going to show you what he really looks like. He's an old man. He's feeble. He's weak. You know, he's nobody. There's no reason for you to be afraid of him. And then when she stops being afraid of him, she's just like, oh, damn. Okay. So you made me not have a purpose anymore because I always did this for my dad. But now you you took away my one purpose. So... He's just dodging the shit. And he he punches the hammer, breaks the hammer. He's like, look, we 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 done with this fighting shit. We're done. <laughs> and then like his girlfriend, Lean Wu, whatever her name is, you know, she pulls a gun on Sister Hammer and, and Shang-Chi's like, no, stop. And she fires the bullet. And Shang-Chi catches the bullet. <laughs> oh, I was gonna <laughs> like, say with his teeth. <laughs> no, well, I think not with his teeth. I would have been cool with his teeth, but catching with his teeth. But he just catches the bullet. I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Like and then she she uh she like in shame she like this she hops over a bridge jumps in the water disappears never see again whatever okay and so he goes back to uh you know that old lady he worked with like in the first issue he was like yeah I'm sorry I've been gone for so long I had some family issues had to take care of that matter of fact I I I gotta quit I gotta go back to my family she's like I I get it I understand you take care of family first and then his niece shows back up. 
And he's like, why ain't you call me Shang-Chi? He's like, look, my my family has been uh, a, a, a secret agent spy just recruited me to fight my evil family that was abducted, that was inducted by a Chinese cult trying to take over the world. We're we not going to work out. I'm sorry. Oh, really? Well, my last client, because I'm a lawyer, uh, my last client head caught on fire. I'm a superhero <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> see, don't judge. See, if you just asked me about this shit, we would have took care of this ahead of time. But since you want to prejudge somebody, I tell you what, here's my number. Call me whenever you get your family shit straightened out. She's like, oh, okay. So now, like I said, he's head of the house. I was like that. He's big brother hammer, hand, whatever like that. And that's it. He like, I'm, I'm going to take over the family, but you're going to do the shit the right way. There's all this taking over the world shit. We're done with that. So, so you got brother spear, sister dagger. That's it. But there's an epilogue. There's an after credit scene. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. So like I said, after the party they get drunk shit like that, Brother Smith just just drunk off his ass. Sister Dagger's like taking him. And then that's when thing lights up. You know, the, the thing lights up. He like and then his father shows the ghost of his father shows that who like, You finally did exactly what I wanted you to do all those years. Yes, finally becoming me. Now that's the anime shit I was looking at right there. He's definitely like Goku right there. <laughs> yeah, but say like this year return to Shang Chi. So yeah, basically this was also a pilot. You know, they they sold the show. At least so. they got. At least that got five issues. <laughs> they got five issues. Yeah, that's all we wanted. So, so yeah. Overall, this was this was a strong this was a strong series. I loved every issue about it. I like how it had like a a mess. It tied it all up at the end. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel's Bruce Lee's unstoppable. That's all he's ever been. But he catching fucking bullets, man. What what the fuck? <laughs> You know, so yeah, I like how they tied everything back together. They basically and they made it back about family. You got into some ancient Chinese history, even though they marvelized it. It was just a, it was just an awesome series, man. So yeah, yeah. yeah I gotta so, read. I found, I, I just saw it. I just picked it up now. Now I gotta read it now. Okay. <laughs> so like I said, y'all want recommendations from us? Look, the trade is the trade. I think is available like next week, like the whole trade, the entire trade. So if y'all want to read an awesome comic, we're giving you a recommendation. Read the Shang Chi trade. It comes out, I think, next week. You get it for a good price. You know, yeah. five issues. Quick read. You'll have fun with it. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, what you got? Um, I got this Post-Americana number two. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And this was my book of the week. Um, All right. <laughs> this is just a lot of fun. Art and story by Steve Scrokey. Scrokey. Um, I think I heard he it worked- before. Yeah, he worked on the Matrix. He worked on the Matrix. That's uh, what I heard the name before. Okay. Yeah, he 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 did like uh, conceptual designs for the Matrix, storyboarding and stuff like that. So this is his like uh, political allegory, futuristic, um, you know, apocalypse, apocalypse uh, tale. We have um, the Earth has been devastated, um, and inside this mountain are like the one percent who live in this mountain and have made it this paradise inside this mountain. Um, And then some fascist asshole leader becomes president. And then there's like a rebel force that are like, uh, that want or like want to fight for independence. Last issue, they escaped the mountain and they went out into the wastelands and um, they're trying to basically get, start a revolution, you know, get the outside world to fight this fascist asshole. But the mm-hmm. outside world is all fucked up with cannibal gangs and shit. They get captured. Him, him, he hooks up with this one chick um, who's like been out in the wasteland all her life. 
and she's a badass like warrior, basically the female Mad Max, mm-hmm. just a badass chick. And they get captured by this cannibal gang, and they have to fight. They end up fighting to get out. Turns out she has. Where's that panel? The artist dope in this. Um, whoops. Yeah. So this panel here turns out she's got no arms or legs. Whoa! What the fuck? I, I wasn't yeah. ready for that. Okay. Or her arms or legs? Yeah. The art. This is. Yeah. This is not for kids. This is very <laughs> violent and gory and brutal. Um. So yeah, her arms. She has cybernetic arms. Um. Her cybernetic arms have their own AI. So where's that? Yeah. So basically, she ends up taking her like hacking into her arm her limbs and they come to life and they start flying towards her and shit and you know they end up kicking ass and escaping and getting out and get and escaping this cannibal gang and shit so uh yeah it's just really violent and brutal and but does it's got a like a political message against fascism very timely sort of message in our day in this in our in today's climate and the art is cool. I'm. I, this is a five out of five for me. This is a great book, I think. So yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Right, I'm I'm booked out, so I'm. That's all I had. Oh really? I wouldn't read. Um, any, yeah, I wouldn't read any more future state shit. So okay. Um, I read. I picked up the Dune graphic novel. The big book boy. One. Okay. Yeah. This is book one. Um. Uh, I I recently read. It is it is six point six. Yeah. Yeah, I recently read the Dune novel, the first book in the Dune series by Frank mm-hmm. Herbert. Um, devoured it. Uh, I'm I, I dug on it. Um, I'm glad I waited till I was older so I could better understand. Had I not seen the movie a bunch of times, I probably would have not have gotten it as much as I did. Um, but this book is basically a political, another political allegory about uh, not blindly following a, a messiah or a demigod. You know, that's that's timely. Yes. So in an age of Trump, where people think that someone's just going to come and solve all their problems, right? Don't do that. <laughs> you right. can't ch- you can't change the world but you can change yourself that's basically the message in dune um the movie got it all wrong they turned paul atreides into a savior he's not a savior he is not a messiah in fact the very idea of religion in, is dune is a form of control um so basically this book it's the first volume this is only a third of the first book now See, let the, me ask you. This, let me ask you this: How yeah. accurate is it to the to the novel? This is pretty close. Okay. Pretty close to the novel. So if you've never read the book and you just want to read the comic, yes, pick this up because it's pretty close, pretty accurately adapted. Um, but the book is broken up into three sections. This is only the first section. So this is uh, this isn't the whole book. And in fact, when did it say? Um, next year? Spring 2020 will be book two. Yeah, the movie will be out by then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, for those who don't know what Dune is, Dune is a futuristic sci-fi tale 
takes place like 10,000 years into the future. Humans are now flying through space. Um, there is this planet called Arrakis or Dune, which holds the spice melange. Um, spice is essential for space travel. The only way you can travel through space is through spice. And on this planet, there is an indigenous uh, population called the Fremen who live on Arrakis and, uh, and deal with basically the governments trying to colonize this planet and take their natural resource. Yes, environmentalism. That's another big theme in this book. You know, exploiting the environment. Water is, a, is like the most precious source on this planet. Um, so the, the first book introduces Paul Atreides. He's basically the product of this breeding program from the Bene Jesuit sisterhood who are like these, they're like Jedi nuns, basically. They're these okay. psychic nuns and um, they've been secretly manipulating the government for like generations. And um, because they want, they've been like, that's what they do. They breed the best bloodlines together so they can, you know, marry into prestigious noble families so they can control the wealth, essentially. Um, and Paul is a part of that. Now, Paul's father, he's, he's from, from the House of Trades. They, they get tasked to go to Dune or Arrakis to take over the spice, the spice production. But then all the other houses or government, they line up against him and take him out. And uh, so this is, it's, it's, this was written in the sixties. So there's a lot of political, like, like uh, comparisons to like, you know, Dune or Arrakis and, and the spice is like oil and the framing are like an air are like the Arabic people. So everybody's after this oil, which is essential to travel. And there's, that's commerce. Like they can't, nothing works without the spice. There's no commerce. There's no travel because you need sp spice to travel. Now in this future, computers are illegal. There's no more computers. There's human computers called mentats. Human beings that only deal with logic and no emotion. So there's your Vulcan Star Trek. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And what and there's the Spacing Guild. The Spacing Guild, the navigators, they're the ones who use the spice to psychically travel through space. They've mutated into these big giant brain beings. And they just basically that's how you travel through space. They psychically use their mind to, you know, get people for space travel. And they're just this big brain things and they've mutated because they've used the spice. So in the book, um, House Atreides is teaching their soldiers how to fight like the Bidet Jesuit witches, the, the, the nuns. And the emperor is feels threatened that his army is going to be better than the emperor's army. So again, this is like an arms race. So they're like, okay, the Atreides soldiers are going to be like the dopest army in the universe. We all got to band together and get them out of there. So again, it's all armed, you know, political, you know, intrigue. This first right. book. Even back it, then when they wrote it. So yeah. yeah. 
And so this first book is, this is, this is just the, not a lot of action in this first book. It's just all introducing the world, the people, the political climate of the time and the, the espionage and intrigue. It's like a James Bond thing. You know, there's a dinner scene in here. That's kind of like the dinner scene in casino, casino Royale, you know, and I don't know why it's not in the movie because that was like a very pivotal scene in this book. Why it's not in the movie, I don't know. There's a Maybe bunch of new one. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of shit in the books that aren't in the movies. I'm like, this is so essential to the fucking story. I don't know why it's not in the movie. I think because David Lynch was too busy trying to be weird and shit, and he missed the whole right. point. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the thing. He 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 turned he turned Paul into a messiah and. Paul is not a messiah. He is not like King Arthur. This is not a hero's tale. It's not like King Arthur or Luke Skywalker. Uh, Dune is pretty unfillable. Hope the new attempt. Oh uh, yeah, Jordarow even but even Jordarowski's Dune. He was going to make Paul a messiah. Who was going to like oh, so It would have been the same thing. It, it would have been the same the thing. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, they're getting they're they're they're, they're missing the point. The point but, is but about Hollywood doesn't really know how to tell any other type of story though. Yeah. The thing with the movies though, and that's that's see that's what kind of bums me out. The movie was going to be broken up into two. They were going to break the book up into two movies. Um which could probably work. Uh however, with this whole HBO Max thing mm-hmm. and Dune probably is going to bomb. The second well, I movie I think I think uh the people that made Dune, I think they got into it where the I don't think it's going to be on HBO Max. Yeah, well, whatever. If it, either way, the second part hasn't even been greenlit yet. Oh, because it so, wasn't even what this does. So, so the sec, yeah, we don't even know if the second one's even going to be made, which is kind of a shame. Um, because it, you know, I've been looking at the trailers and all reading about it. It sounds like they were really trying to like be faithful to the book. And I guess there was a, a sci fi movie on the sci fi channel that was pretty faithful, but it was like a TV movie, so it suffers from a you know, the TV budget. Right. Um, but this basically just, in, this first novel or this first volume introduces the world and, you know, the Bene Jesuits and what what's going on with the family and how all the, you know, all the other kingdoms are lining up against House Atreides. And um, yeah, I, I, the only, the, I really dug it. The only other thing I can critique and this is just a nitpicky thing. There's nothing wrong with the art. The art is great. I just think that the te- the this book is very cerebral, mm-hmm. you know, and deals with psychic, you know, powers and shit. That I wish the art was a little bit more. I don't know. A little bit more stylized, maybe, because this is just very straightforward. It's very straightforward art, um, and maybe that's a good thing. Like if you've never read Dune or know what Dune is, maybe the art, the straightforward art style will work you know it just tells a story so but as, as, after reading the book and just you know a fan of the story i i just wish the art was a little bit more trippy maybe i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like i'm saying like um the whole point of this of this story is not to blindly follow a charismatic leader um and paul is aware of this paul knows that See, okay, if there's anything anybody needs to remember about the Dune series is the Missionara Protectiva. 
That is something the Bene Jesuit nuns, they went around throughout the galaxy planting myths and prophecies throughout all these planets as, a for, as, an, as an insurance policy. If ever one of them was stranded on a planet and you know the, the primitive culture you know, captured them, then they can just say, oh, I'm a B'nai Jesuit and I'm from the prophecy. And they'll kind of like how C-3PO uh, controls the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. They just thought he was right. a god. That was planted deliberately throughout the universe. So this whole religion, like I said, religion is just a bunch of myths that's used to control and mani manipulate the world. And Paul is aware of this. So when they think he's this Messiah, when the Fremen think he's like this, he's this prophet that's come to save them, he knows that he's not, but he's still using them because he's foreseen the future. And there's this holy war coming that's going to be waged in his name. And he's trying to stop it. So he's trying to prevent this war from happening. Again, this was written in the 60s. He's trying to band together a revolution to prevent a war that's the hippie movement right there right, so like i said I this saying, is, i'm pretty sure it's an allegory to something so yeah this is all just a political allegory and I, I i it's pretty it goes pretty deep so i'm digging on it and yeah this book if you're if you want to check out you know just intro, get introduced to the world check out this uh yeah the graphic novel book one it is only the first third of the book though of the novel <laughs> so so yeah yeah that's that's basically what i spent my time this week doing yeah you can get through you know a couple hours you can get through this in a couple hours you know because it's a graphic novel you know it's like it's like uh what 150 pages so what is that like seven that's eight nothing. issues that's, yeah yeah that's like a, seven six seven eight issues yeah 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 shang chi yeah you'd be done within an hour or two you know right. instead of if you don't want to read the novel you know because <laughs> the novel is thick that it, it's pretty dense so. right so, uh, and that's it. Other... I'm all booked out. Sorry for the going no, no, off. No, no, no. Like I said, I don't know <laughs> about the Doom. Is this is all Greek to me? So it's good that I can you know find out about it. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, we broke down a whole lot of stuff on this episode. You got to find out financial literacy. You got to find out about uh Doom, the thing that pretty much invents science fiction, everything else. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So like I said, definitely check it out. Check us out next week. We'll have more stuff coming up. We don't know what's gonna happen. Weird stuff happens all throughout the week, and we'll talk about it then. Um, and go check out the other podcasts we have. We got this Geeks and Comics. We got OK Boomer. We got, I think that's it. Creators Corner. What's it? Creators Box. Creators Corner. Yeah. yeah, they they go in four hours. We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, no they'll go. I don't know how does he find all these motherfuckers too. He like gets I don't all know, these... man. It's just you build it, they will come. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Get Valiant. They they're back on it. So. I don't know. Oh, okay, I ain't cool. seen Gomer in a while. I mean, not not Gomer. Uh, Ogre Eric? in a while. Eric. Ogar? Eric. Yeah. 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 Ever since uh, you know the the website crashed, we haven't done our Riddle of Steel because they were putting it out. So I, I mean, but he ain't even done get Valiant. Like they still do it, and he's nowhere around. Yeah, I don't. I don't so, know. I don't know. Put out APB yeah. on him or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time. Same bullet channel. Down, 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 down.